Josiah, uh, so you, obviously we're in this new season. Um, you are going to be coming up to speak for us at Young Adults on a Tuesday night, um, but obviously things change. So we're going to have you. We're going to have you come back sometime, though, for sure. Uh, but we wanted to get you on here, and uh, we're excited to talk with you today. So uh, just tell tell our people a little bit about what it is that that you do. Yeah, man. So. What, just within the last eight months since transitioning or just overall? Yeah, and like what your role is at the porch and all that. Yeah, so moved down to uh, Dallas about eight, nine months ago mm -hmm. and uh, came on staff with the porch, which was a ministry that I uh, leaned into and learned from for several years, about six or seven years. Uh, they just poured into me and took their playbook and ran some similar plays up in Kansas City, started a young adult ministry up there, but then... Um, within the last year, uh, God opened a door for me to come on staff down here. And right now I'm overseeing all the leadership development. So all the leaders that serve on a Tuesday night, about 150 leaders to 175, depending on where we are throughout the year. Yeah. And then I get to oversee all of our porch live locations, which it's really partnering with churches all across the nation and um, helping them see what it looks like to, to launch a young adult ministry. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that's, my, that's, that's a passion of mine. Leadership development is a passion, but uh, being able to multiply what God is allowing us to see and, and be a part of week in and week out in Dallas is, is really my heart for the Big C Church. And so it's been fun. We have uh, 15 Porch Live locations, and uh, the latest one that launched is uh, Porch Live Boise. Boise, you make it up to Idaho before yet, or I have not. I have not gone up there, but I want to. That's, okay, that's a that's a goal of mine, either this year or first of next. But they they launched um, beginning of the year in January. That's awesome. And now people yeah. probably don't realize this, but we do team track at Young Adults and uh, at High Street, and our team track was actually really rooted in what we learned from you all when you were at Abundant Life. You're the ministry you're talking about in Kansas City Paradigm. Um, the yep. young adult ministry, uh, y'all have influenced what we do so much. And so you have affected the big C church and we're thankful for that. But I want to, I want to just kind of dive into that. You made a big transition. Like you got a family, got a three-year-old daughter, a one-year-old daughter, you got a wife and you moved, uh, you know, eight, nine hours. Yeah. Away, right. And, and so talk me through what God was doing on your heart through that season. And how did you know, like, this is where I'm supposed to be going. That's a great question. That's a great question. A lot of it was a step of faith, not to be cliche. Um, but first and foremost, it was it was trying to keep God at the forefront uh, in the midst of thinking that this might be where he's leading. And I would just say this right off the right off the bat. Um, number one, John 15, five. I mean, it says, I'm, and by the way, I'm just going to throw out a lot of scripture. I mean, I, I think God, God's voice is going to be a lot better than mine during this time. So if that's OK. Uh, just bear with me. So John 15, 5 just says, I'm the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. And so I think sometimes we don't ever experience the much fruit that he wants to uh, give us because we're not willing to walk out the command that he gives us. When you, whenever you read scripture, there's usually a command and there's a promise. Um, there's some type of blessing or some type of promise, uh, some type of uh, like fruit, like in this case, uh, that he wants to give us. And so many of us don't experience that because we're not willing to walk out the command and just trust God. And so 
a lot of it, man, was putting God at the forefront, making sure um, that I trusted him uh, mm -hmm. in the midst of what the stirring that he was doing in my heart. Matthew 6.33 says, seek first the kingdom of God. And then it says, end my righteousness. I'm, I'm least confident and I'm least, I'm a least, uh, like a, I'm not a man of conviction. I'm at, the, that's where I'm at the lowest. My little girl just fell. So sorry for the distraction. I'm at my lowest in conviction when I'm not, when I'm not pursuing righteousness. And so that's really important. Seek first the kingdom of God and my righteousness. And what's the promise attached to that verse? And these things will be given to you. I'm confident that many of us don't experience these things that God wants to give us because we're not willing to walk out the first part of that verse. And so a lot of it, man, is just making sure that, um, man, I keep God at the forefront of those decisions and making sure that, that, that I don't depart from that abiding. And, and uh, you know, I don't lose the, um, the, like, I don't lose God in the midst of the opportunities of the doors that he's opening up. And so, man, I would say pursue Christ, number one, making sure that that's the foundation yeah. uh, behind every transition. Then I would also say this is going to sound weird, um, but, uh, dude, keeping short accounts, like, I mean, in the midst of God um, wanting to do something big in our life, like Satan's coming in to try to uh, divide and conquer different areas of our life, uh, number one, in your family. Uh, I remember just looking back on the season that we were trying to make a, a decision and, and Kathy uh, and I were, that's my wife, by the way, uh, Kathy and I just had some, some, some uh, challenging moments, even in this transition, it's been challenging. Like God is, God is at work, but Satan, every time God's at work, Satan is trying to counter that. Right. And so, yeah. uh, man, I just, I just remember thinking to myself, uh, Ephesians four twenty six, keeping short accounts. Um, do not let the sun go down in your anger. Right. Uh, let's see. Ephesians four, three, it says be diligent or some translations even says make every effort uh, to preserve the unity and the bond of peace. So it's like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to, to try to um, keep short accounts with people. And that's, that's been difficult. Like I said, even in this, even this season, like I've, I've asked for forgiveness more in this season than I think I've had in a long time. And uh, just trying to be honest with you. Uh, mm -hmm. there with, with Kathy. I mean, even I'll just give you an example. We were about to uh, counsel and uh, and lead premarital counseling for a couple this last Monday. And I just said, hey, I can't I can't do that with integrity right now because I need to I need to make things right with my wife. Yeah. And so, man, just being quick to abide daily, keep short accounts. And uh, and man, God, God is always at work in the midst of a, of a man or woman who's willing to humble himself and pursue him and then also not just pursue him but but make sure that your relationships um horizontally are are in a good place and and he'll use you and he'll speak to you yeah so so you didn't you didn't feel like there was a, a moment when you were i think a lot of times people are waiting for like i'm a hundred percent i know this is exactly what god wants me to do and and honestly i don't there's not too many times where I find myself of like, hey, I'm 100% positive on that. I need to make this transition or this change. Um, and so w were you 100% or were you feeling like, hey, it was like when you talk about it took some faith, was was some of that like a little bit of uncertainty, but you were going to try and honor God through it, if that makes sense. Yeah, man, I, I think I think a lot of times people um, get kind of, they, they overanalyze things. 
like mm-hmm. paralysis by analysis. Like I think God gives a lot of freedom when you're trying to walk in his will. You're, you're asking for forgiveness. You're confessing sin. Uh, you're um, serving like you're, you're, I mean, we're kind of getting to the, the, uh, another question, in all this, um, but it's like, how do you, how do you know God's calling for your life? Right. Mm. And, and I, and I think that uh, people think that there's this um, magical um, answer that you're going to get from God. Like sometimes he, he makes it abundantly clear, but then other times it's like, Hey, I, I'm giving you four opportunities. Pick one. None of them are, are, uh, are contradict. Like none of them are contradict my word. Mm. Um, and community played a big part for us. They, they uh, leaned in and helped us make the decision. Uh, a lot of it was just the passions of my heart. And like the, and, and I think this is also kind of a, a touch and go subject. It's like, I'm not just, uh, um, I'm not just relying on the passions of my heart, but Psalm 37, four says, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Mm. Again, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a command and then there's a promise. But yeah. a lot of times people don't delight themselves in the Lord. And so they think that, oh, God's given me this passion, this desire. So it must be him. It must be his will. It's like, well, yeah. wait a minute, wait a minute. Have you filtered that through the first part of the verse, delighting yourself in the Lord? What does that look like? It means pursuing God and his word. It means having brothers and sisters that are going to rebuke you, right? Um, and, and, and lovingly call things out in your life that are inconsistent to the, with the character of Christ. And so I just think it's one of those things where – um, let's, let's be quick to go to God's word, but let's not be quick to take it out of context. And, uh, and so we did a lot of that and I, I can't say today that I was just like, yeah, uh, man, God, I heard an audible voice of God or he, he made it super abundantly yeah. clear. But one of the passions of my, of my heart is like, Hey, I want to help multiply what God is doing, um, in Dallas and in Kansas City, and I want to I want to help do that all across the nation. And this afford this afforded me an opportunity to do that. And I had already been running the same playbook yeah. in Kansas City that I took from Dallas. Right. And so Kathy Kathy was instrumental in that. She just said, "Hey, it, it makes sense that this could be a perfect fit for you." Yeah. And so yeah, I love that. And I think what I love the most about you, Josiah, is that um, sometimes it's hard to hear that we need to like repent that a lot of God's blessing is tied to our pursuing holiness and is tied to our, um, you know, pursuit of righteousness, that God's blessing often comes when we are being faithful to his word. And um, I love that you hit on that because uh, that's sometimes not the most comfortable thing to talk about, but it is very much true uh, and very yeah. much part of, of what you're saying. And so uh, tell me a little bit about this, because I know what you all do at the porch. I know what you're doing at Paradigm um, in Abundant Life. And I feel, I feel like we're seeing a shift in the way people want to do church. And that's that, man, everybody has a role. And it's not, it's not up to just one person to do all the work of the church. And that honestly, people are going to be happier when they're fulfilling their role. And so that's a big part of what you do is you coordinate leaders and you develop them and help to teach them their role in the church and ability to serve. So talk to that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Let me, let me say this real quick about God's will for our life. And I think we're going to come back to it, but maybe, maybe not. If, if we don't, I want to say this. I believe that there's a specific will of God. It's like, Hey, you're going to be a doctor a nurse. You're going to be a pastor. You're going to uh, be in banking. You're going to be a teacher, whatever that is. Right. Like I, I believe that God wants to sh- show you what that is. 
but why would why would God um, show you His specific will for your life when you're not willing to be obedient to His written will, mm. like God's word, like you're saying, like hey, pursuing righteousness, confessing sin, pursuing community, not living a life of isolation, serving the church, um, like just, I mean, like knowing your knowing your Bible, you know, like if we're gonna cut you open. Are you, what are you going to bleed? Like metaphorically, hopefully mm. you're going to bleed Bible because you're going to know his word. You're going to know his will for your life. And, and, and you're, you are like, he's given you a playbook called the Bible. And if, if you're not willing to be obedient to that, why would he ever yeah. uh, entrust you with other things? Does yeah. that make sense? And so I want to, I want to, I just wanted to hit that real quick because I think that's important for all of us to hear, including myself. I have to remind myself of that all the time. So yeah, going back to your question, uh, man, it is my heart, dude. I mean, we say this a lot around here, uh, but we don't do ministry to people. We do ministry through people. Mm. And uh, one of the one of the if not, it might be the number one thing outside of prayer and just the Holy Spirit of God moving and blessing what is taking place in Kansas City, Missouri right now. Um, man, we started with like 25, 30 people. Yeah. And, uh, and man, so just and, to and clarify I, for people listening, yeah. you were at Paradigm in Kansas City yes. as a young adult yeah. ministry. And yep. you were on the ground floor. Sorry, now you've since moved, but you're still very closely connected with them. So, uh, I love them. Uh, they're my brothers and my sisters in Christ. And uh, I left my best friend, one of my best friends. Uh, he was my roommate in college. And he's yeah. now is leading that ministry and doing a phenomenal job. He's the teaching pastor of Abundant Life. So, um, now we, but but here, here's what I'll say. Like, God's doing a work there. Like, we weren't even in the city where all young adults are, like, populating, right? Yeah. They're, You're they're, in Lee Summit. Grabbing, yeah, we're in Lee Summit, a suburb, where people had to drive 20, 25, 30, 40 minutes to come. Mm-hmm. And, and God did a great work. And here, here's why I believe he did a great work. I mean, again, prayer, uh, the Holy Spirit, all of that. But we adopted um, this thing called Roundabout. And it's, yeah. uh, it's for new leaders, Right. And uh, we just said, hey, enough is enough. Like, I don't think young adults want to just come and sing a few songs, listen to a message, and then leave. They're asking, can God use me to change the world, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and so we, and, and, and the answer is yes. I mean, even like church history, if you study uh, how every, every great awakening, great revival happened uh, through young adults at the epicenter of every great awakening, God mm. used young adults, right? And so what's, what's incredible is like we know God wants to use young adults, but many times uh, people have grown up in the church all their life and they haven't learned just the basics of how to live a life of mission. So they haven't learned how to share the gospel biblically and effectively. Um, and so when you're not, when you don't have gospel clarity, then you're not going to have gospel confidence. Hmm. And so, um, hey, write that so, down. So That's good, right there. Yeah, I mean, if you if you if you don't have gospel clarity, you'll never have gospel confidence. And so. Uh, we, we said, right, we're going we're gonna to put a, a training in place uh, over 10 weeks. I mean, you can modify it to eight weeks, six weeks, whatever you want. And um, we're going to teach people how to share the gospel biblically and effectively. We're going to teach people to have spiritual conversations and change the conversation from the natural to the spiritual and just learn the art of asking great questions. Yeah. Um, many times, man, people just want to throw out these broad brush statements that are like just put people on the def- defense. And I'm just like, man, statements uh, arm people where they're ready to box, right? But questions uh, engage people in having a conversation. And so, uh, man, we just said, what if we taught people how to ask good questions? What if we taught people how to share their testimony? 
Um, yeah. Many times people don't even know how to share the, their, their story. Of, they don't even know how to share the story of God's grace. So we said, we're going to teach them how to do that in 30 seconds, three minutes. And if you have a coffee or a meal with someone, you can do it in 30 minutes. And so we just said, hey, here's what, yeah. is, here's what we think is going to equip people to go out and do it. And so when we, when we instituted that, dude, it changed everything. Like before we were begging people yes. to, uh, to come serve with us. But now there's like, there's always a, um, a pool of people in the holding tank, so to speak, waiting for the next round yeah. about class. And, uh, and yeah. they just set people on mission. I think a lot of times we think, um, man, if I can't preach the gospel, which I don't, I don't preach very often. Like I'm, I don't get up there every week or every month. I mean, maybe four times yeah. a year. Um, or, if, or if I can't do the announcements or if I don't have a musical gift, right, lead worship, then God can't use me. But we say here a lot, ministry yeah. off the stage is just if not more important than ministry on the stage. And so if you want to come change the world, let's go because we're going to change the world and God's doing that. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and man, I just look at it, you know, because um, we, we are uh, very much living in the fruit of like seeing how you guys did ministry and, and our, our people listening uh, are like, hey, I recognize that. Like, where they must have stole that. And we did steal it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I stole it. I mean, new under the sun, yeah. right? But that's right. Like, how how could we? How could how could someone not like the joy of the Christian life is getting to fulfill the purpose God has for you within the church body? Uh, I mean, you know, the the church is is made up of many different parts, and we each have a role, and it's it's all important. Um, we see that throughout the New Testament, and so. Uh, what a beautiful thing that is uh, to be able to be able to do that. Uh, it, it's just awesome. And I want to ask you, Josiah, you, you've been in young adult ministry for a while. Uh, what is the like, what is one of the key things? And I think you've already hit it a lot of you clearly are a man who knows God's word. Uh, but what is young adults want to grow and they want to grow in their faith. What is what is like one of the best things they can do to be able to grow in their faith? Ah, uh, man, I, can I, do I have to narrow it down to one? Let me, let me give you something quick that, that I give, give us all uh, as many, as many young adults as possible. And just cut yeah. me off if we're going over on time. I want to be respectful of that. We, we, uh, no matter what team you're on, no matter where you're serving at the porch, like we want certain things to define leaders, but not just leaders, uh, God's people. And so, um, we broke it down to an acronym called leaders. I know, real creative, right? But but it's <laughs> but it but it, it's 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 memorable and it helps people uh, to just latch onto it easy, right? And so the L stands for living the light. Like this, I mean, when I came out of, I mean, some some people know my story, others don't. But I mean, chasing everything underneath the sun, thought you know, was really related to Solomon, Ecclesiastes, uh, porn yeah. addict, just uh, running to the bottle for celebration, running the bottle for consolation. Either way, I was, I was, you know, on the verge of being an alcoholic party. And just that whole life, man, it just breaks my heart when I think about um, the life that I lived before Christ. But, but one, of the, one of the things that God did, and this comes through by living in the light. I mean, we, we want every young adult to experience freedom. And the way that you experience freedom is when you bring your stuff to the light. Okay, uh, the power of sin is in secrecy, but when you expose that that sin out of darkness and bring it to a light of trusted men and women, James five sixteen says, "Confess your sin one to another, then pray for one another so that you may be healed." I think a lot of people are walking around forgiven, 
First John 1, 9 says, when you confess your sin, he's faithful and just to forgive your sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. But a lot of people aren't walking around healed. And I think that only comes, mm -hmm. now, and I don't think, it's, it's what James is saying there. It comes when you're willing to bring that to the light and allow other trusted brothers and sisters uh, to, 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 to speak into that, right? Did someone say James yeah, 5, 16? Did I say James 5, 17? But, um, yeah, James no, 5, 16. Oh, okay, cool. But, yeah, man, it is, it, it's powerful. That, that was one of the most powerful things that I did after I got saved. And so, man, just continuing to do that to this day, yeah. um, that, that's one. And then I would just say, dude, the way that you can uh, stay on mission is the E stands for expert evangelist. Uh, Paul, right? The Apostle Paul. This is my life first, Acts 20, 24. But my life, Josiah's life, I make it personal when I'm studying Scripture. Josiah's life means nothing unless I use it for finishing the work assigned to me by my Lord Jesus, the work of telling others the good news about his wonderful grace. When, when, um, when, I'm, when I'm full of Josiah, when I'm full of pride, when I'm um, not at my best, it's when I'm not abiding. Um, and it's when I'm, which is the A, the next one is abide daily. We talked about that, James, yeah. John 15, 5. And when I'm not sharing the gospel, when I'm not uh, telling others about the hope that lies within me, right? And uh, then the D yeah. stands for die daily. The D stands for die daily. So it's like, hey, uh, people think that life is found when you hang on to your life. But Jesus came to flip that thinking upside down. And he says, no, no, life is found when you give it away. He says, I've come not to be served, but to serve and give my life as a ransom for many. Mark 10, 24. Galatians 2, 20. This is Paul again. I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And the life that I now live, I live by faith in the Son of Man who loved me and gave himself for me. And so it's like, man, life is found when you give it away. Mm. And uh, when, when, when young adults start to experience that, dude, it changes everything. Yeah. It changes everything. The, the E stands for being an excellent host. Romans 15, 7 says, accept one another just as Christ has accepted you. We teach, how to, we teach people how to be a host. Yeah. I mean, when you're a great host, it opens up so many doors for the gospel to move forward. Right. Um, and I'm even trying to teach our little ones, three-year-old three Camille. It's like, hey, when people come over, look at them in the eyes. Ask them questions. You know, ask them if they like a drink. You know, just simple things. And then the R uh, stands for relevance matters. I mean, Paul said in First Corinthians 9.22, I've become all things to all people. So even at, at the porch, like if you look at our merch, if you look at our message series, if you look at the songs that we pick each week, if, if you look at the environments that we try to create after the porch on Tuesday night, we're trying to create relevant environments because it is amazing being a Christian. It's not yeah. boring. It's fun. We can have a party. And then the S just stands for sharing wins. I love Psalm 105, but it says, give praise to the Lord, proclaim his name. Why? Because we want all the nations to hear about it. Yeah. Like I, I want all the nations to hear about what God's about. Not weird but but for his glory and so we we constantly share, we constantly share stories about what god's doing and what it does is it it encourages people in our ministry young adults uh to continue to get after it uh galatians yes. 6 9 says do not grow weary in well doing for in due season you're going to reap if you faint not and so let's go church right let's yeah. be the church let's not just sing some songs and listen yeah. to a message and leave let's get on mission and get after it um, so that's it, man. That's, that's, that's kind of, I know I was drinking from a fire hydrant there, uh, for a lot of people that are listening, but man, that's, that's I just love what that. we, 
Yeah, we, that's what we preach, and that's what I'm reminding our folks. I mean, 6.30 this morning, man, I was jumping on with our 12 team leaders that lead our six teams on Tuesday night. I'm just reminding them of what God's doing in our midst. That's awesome. And I, and I love the I love the, the R on there of staying relevant of, yeah. man, I have so much fun at church. Like church, <laughs> like I, I one of the hardest things of the quarantine is like I miss I, I feel like it has been a, a blessing in the sense of Paul was always talking about how he longed to be with other believers. And I, I miss that because it is so much fun. And getting to see other people play their role in ministry is is absolutely a fun thing. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I like that leader acronym. And I, I think the most uh, one, one of the ones that sticks out the most as countercultural is the D in, in dying to ourselves. Right. Uh, because that's kind yeah. of the opposite of of uh, of what our society teaches. Our society teaches, you know, do you and pursue you, what you need to pursue and what makes you happy. And God is like, no, you need to die to yourself and you need to pursue Christ. So. Uh, that's yeah. good, man. I love that. We are we're experiencing uh, higher rates of depression, more anxiety, uh, more uh, just people taking their life. It breaks my heart, mm. and it's like because down and how much we can. We would jump in and, and show our our God given gifts and how He's wired us, and then we would begin to leverage our time, treasure, talent for His glory. Man, I, I don't care if you're making $10 an hour or you're making 100 k six figures. Like God is going to give you joy and you're going to see um, purpose in your life. And everybody wants purpose. I mean, you can make yeah. as much money as you want, have the best title in the world that you want. But if you don't feel like you're making a difference and having purpose, dude, it, it, it's a slow death. Or a quick one. Well, <laughs> or a quick, yeah. And, and there's not very much hope in that. But you said time, talent, and treasure. Talk more about that. You, you take your time, your talent, and your treasure, and then you invest it in the kingdom. You got anything else to speak to that a little bit? Yeah, man. I, I think, uh, I mean, right now I have more time than I've ever had. I mean, I was driving 45 minutes to an hour to work one way a day, and I'm not even doing that. I'm working from the from the house, and uh, it's easy to, uh, to get caught up in idleness. Uh, my buddy Chad said it, and my, my former pastor, Phil, they said, um, idleness will reveal your idols, right? And, and so okay. during this yeah. season of idleness, um, it's, uh, it's imperative that you lean into what, what uh, you're thinking about the most, where you're spending your time the most, um, what, what, uh, what, what, you're, um, what you're engaging in with your activities, because that'll, yeah. that'll reveal your idols. I mean, Man, like, I just think, so So time, one of our leaders challenged me. Is, I mean, I'm trying to pick up the phone once a day and call somebody, encourage them in the faith, and even look back at my life and the, uh, the, the, the people that aren't following Jesus. And I'm trying to pick up the phone and ask them great questions. And, man, they're leading. Like, he's like, one dude was high the whole time I was talking to him, but I got to preach the gospel to him, you know? So it's like, yeah. you know, he's leveraged in his time well. And then uh, your talent, man, just how has God wired you? Um, man, leverage that, right? Where, whatever field that you find yourself in, whatever job you find yourself in, uh, God, wants, God wants that to be a, a source of provision and, and uh, he wants to provide for you through that, but that's not the end goal. The end goal is that what you would, would you use say to someone who, that uh, talent. What would you say to, 
what would you say to someone who doesn't feel like they have uh, any talent to offer? Man, I, I, uh, I would say that's a lie from the enemy for one. Mm. And I think sometimes that's associated with, I don't like my job, you know, um, or, or, uh, I'm just not finding joy at my job. It's like, Hey, you're not finding joy at your job because you're pursuing the wrong purpose. Um, be, be the best employee you can be, um, because you're, maybe I'm, I'm on the phone. <laughs> I'm talking to this, this, these hey, guys, right? I'm a, hey, Camille. You say hi. <laughs> so yeah, man, I, I think, uh, I would say it's a lie. And number one, I think a lot of times it's because it's because, uh, they're not finding joy in their yeah. jobs or, or it's just like, um, they haven't, they really haven't, they haven't uh, identified their gifts. So say, find a, find a trusted brother and sister in the Lord. You know, if you're not plugged into a local church, get connected. This That's is an good. opportunity more than ever before, dude, to, to not just, uh, be inundated by the buffet of churches and services, but like go all in with the church. Now you don't have to wait for Corona to be over, but like find a a church to plug into, reach out via email, the phone and say, Hey, I I don't know my gifts. I know God's given me gifts. I just don't know how to identify them. I would love to have a conversation. So DM me, whoever you are, if you're struggling with that and asking that question, we'd love to talk to you more about it. I love that you said the local church, because we, we always talk about at high street that, uh, the local church is the hope of the world. And if if you're trying to do your faith journey on your own, where are you supposed to go for wise counsel? Where are you supposed to go to be encouraged and to be uh, filled up, you know? And so uh, I love that you alluded to that because I would think that you would, you would agree that both of our lives have been drastically changed by the local church and the relationship we've developed in it. And so that's good stuff. No doubt. Well, no Camille, doubt. Camille's feeding no you. Is she giving you more Play-Doh or is that? She's giving me some Play-Doh, man. She's, she's uh, anxious uh, for me to play with her. With, we, awesome. were, we were playing a game earlier this morning, but she's good, man. I, I love, I love uh, including, including my family in on this yeah. kind of stuff. So and I'm in, I'm in their territory, man. I'm in the backyard. Yeah, so you're in their, like a, you're in like their a, office space right now, man. That's right. You're in their office. Yeah, yeah. Well, I love that, man. No, no. And, and that's one of the things I respect about you most is uh, I know you love and lead your family well. And, uh, man, it's been fun to have you on here and just chat it up. And uh, we are excited. We're going to have you come out um, to spring come on. Come sometime. On. And it, it's going to be a good day. But uh, we appreciate you taking the time to talk to us for a little bit and to push us to get into God's word more. And to push us to be leaders, right? To uh, you yeah. know, to invest in other people. Yeah. So, yeah. Any parting thoughts, Josiah? Yeah, man. I would just say, hey, thank you. Thanks for the opportunity for being here uh, and jumping on with you guys. Thanks for all the people that have jumped on already. Uh, it's been fun uh, just seeing some of the comments. Uh, but I-, I would say this. I think a lot of people are, are continuing to ask the question, what's God's will for my life? How do I make wise decisions? Um, and, and, and so let me, let me give you four questions that I think will be helpful. I mean, th- these are questions that um, I ask myself sometimes weekly um, because we're all making decisions, right? Yeah. And so let me give you four questions with four verses attached to them. Number one, uh, is it helpful physically, mentally, and spiritually? Is it helpful physically, mentally, mentally, and spiritually? First Corinthians six twelve. That's that's a reference. For the sake of time, I won't quote it. Uh, does it bring me under its power? Okay. So is this is this going to be an addicting thing? 
will bring me under its power. First Corinthians 6.12 as well. Does it confuse or does it tempt Daddy, other people? Daddy, will it be confusing, Daddy, baby? Hey, give me a minute, okay? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Here, take it, and we'll, we'll play here in a second. Um, we'll, we'll, will it tempt other people, right? Will it be confusing to a watching world? Even with summer coming, man, people are – we had this conversation the other day with our team leaders. Like people are posting stuff and all, posting things all over, and it's getting warmer and modesty, you know, all of that. Yeah. Uh, does it confuse or tempt other people? That's First Corinthians eight thirteen. And then lastly, does it glorify God? Does yeah. it glorify God? First Corinthians ten thirty one. So those are just four questions that I think every person should ask themselves. Every believer should ask themselves uh, when making decisions. I think would be super helpful. Yeah, that's awesome, yeah. man. We're, yeah, we're, gonna have to, we're gonna have to put some recap notes out from this and uh, let's <laughs> well, get show notes. yeah show notes. well hey josiah thanks so much man hope you have fun playing with your daughters and uh can't wait to continue to watch you do ministry from afar uh Dude, it's lunchtime it, baby it's yeah. lunchtime hey well, good it's my favorite time of the day yeah hey, man love you, later, you guys man. i'm so proud of you guys keep going strong okay yeah take it easy we'll see you later all right